The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Looking forward to seeing the uh, million dollar quartet coming up this weekend with some friends that we actually uh, made on our trip. Our last uh, winter getaway, we've uh, ended up becoming some uh, really good friends with uh, a number of people and uh, looking forward to getting together with them again this weekend. Uh, the things that make you happy, the things that fill up your bucket, um, you know, it's a, that's a big topic and a big conversation. And I, and I caught a headline the other day and it made me sit up and, and take some notice. It said, quote, the pursuit of happiness is absolutely contributing to people being less happy. I was like, what? What's going on here? Um, so to find out more, we've dial- dialed up Dr. Carla Fry, who is not only a registered psychologist, a psychologist rather, but a public speaker. And she says one of the biggest topics over the past couple of years is how to be happy, how to stay happy, how to get happy. Dr. Fry, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so people chase happiness all the time. Can it be caught? It depends on how hard you're looking for it. People that (laughs) obsessively look to have no bad days, no bad moments, no bad minutes, well, those are the guys that capture happiness less. Mm. And why why is that? Is because just simply trying too hard? You know what it is? Is hyper-focusing on how do I feel now? Hang on a second. How do I feel now? Wait, what about now? What about now? (laughs) We're not always happy. We could be a bit blue, we could be a bit low energy, we could have something on our mind. And when we attend to, oh, I wasn't happy enough this morning, I wasn't happy enough after supper, I wasn't happy enough right before bed, that's what sticks at the front of our brain. We kind of, in in a paradoxical way, make a list in our minds of the times when we're not happy enough. And that brings hmm. that more front and center for us interesting so unless i move to jamaica and have a a, a margarita hut on the beach you're telling me permanent joy is not ever likely (laughs) oh wait a minute what about the million dollars just landing on your lap oh yeah yeah that would make (laughs) me happy wouldn't it (laughs) well you know what there's some really interesting research um available not that we want to make this all researchy but check this out a well, well-funded and well-researched study shows us that our happiness increases up to the point where we're making about seventy-five thousand mm. dollars. It's, it's an American uh, okay. quote, so it's going to be less than that for us up here in the north. And past that point, the happiness quotient doesn't improve. Happiness quotient only improves if we feel like our life is satisfying. If if we've got connected social relationships and some other stuff, which I can list off if we get to it in this interview. (laughs) Okay, so um, all of these, you know, people have made a business out of, you know, self-help books and, you know, going to classes and doing all of that. Um, Is there still something that we can find in there or or, or, or have, have they been lying to us all along? They have not been lying to us, but here's the thing. It's about how we take the information. What, what some of the books and some of the articles are missing is that a truly satisfied person who's happy enough most of the time has high what, what's called 
emo diversity. Sorry for like throwing in a psycho babble term <laughs> there for you. But they are able to feel anger. They're able to feel sad. They're able to feel bored. And in fact, we know that some people that hit a big smack ton of uh, adversity, they're able to stop and smell the roses and mm. appreciate the small things even more. So it kind of makes sense when you think about it like that. Yeah, interesting, um, because, you know, when you see if, if you know, someone loses their job or, you know, someone dies, something like that, I always find it interesting that, you know, people will say, oh, you know, sometimes it's the best thing that can happen to you. It does make you, it does make you slow down, maybe reevaluate things and focus on, uh, really, really focus on what it is that makes you happy every day. Instead of this grand picture, maybe it's spending maybe a little more time with the grandkids. Maybe it's reading a good book, whatever it is. Those are the things when we focus on that a little bit more, instead of just plodding through and, and pretending, um, it, it can make a real, real big difference. Absolutely. And, you know, some people say, fake it till you make it, put a smile on, et cetera, et cetera. While there's a little bit of um, research behind that, for the most part, that doesn't really work. People who are able to stop and notice any small positive advantage. And that, you know, when, when people will say to us, well, I don't know, gratitude journaling sounds kind of cheesy mm-hmm. and counting my blessings. I don't know if that's really my deal. Um What we do is we cue people just to pay attention to the five senses. Like in the morning, think about, I don't know, like let's attune to one good thing that I hear, one good thing that I see, any any kind of fragrance that's pleasant to me. And my favorite thing that I'm going to like eat today. What It really is about the small things because just like I was saying a few minutes ago, the more that we have sort of an invisible um, uh, list at the front of our craniums about what's, what's good or the adverse, uh, inverse rather what's bad we, that tends to Im- like impact our mood when we're just walking down the hallway when we're eating a sandwich it just comes to us more naturally what's going good rather than what's going bad and in fact our lives might not be any different frankly but it's about what we focus on if that makes some sense yeah it it, it, it does and I th- and I think you know perspective in the, in the way that you live your life I, I, re- I used to have a, a saying attached to the windshield vi- the windshield of my um, uh, my car the visor thingy that said something along the lines of the perspective that you choose to live your life um, is 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 a decision that you can that you can that make every day right you don't have to wake up and if you're in a bad mood you you, you don't have to remain in that bad mood for the rest of the day you can look at things be grateful for things and try to turn it around and and if you work on it it can be done it can be done and that's not to say that we can just choose happiness and do it right because 50 percent of our happiness is determined by our genes and and some people genetically do have uh depression and other mental illnesses you know that they that they are born more likely to activate depending on life circumstance but about 50 percent give or take you know it's not exact science is genetic and 10%, 10%, give or take, is our life circumstance, you know, the, uh, what we were born into. And then, but 40% depends on our daily activities. Check that out, right? Like, no matter what, how you're born, what your circumstance is, um, how many people in your life are affected by uh, mental illness, 40%, we've got the power yeah. to change by by exercising, by treating our, our bodies well, by paying attention to the good stuff, by 
giving back to others, paying attention to when people do good stuff for us. All that stuff, that's, that's a lot. 40% is a lot. Doc, Dr. Fry, how important are our social connections, especially in, in a world of, of social media? Because I think there's a lot of folks out there that think, oh my gosh, I've got whatever, thousands of followers on Twitter or thousands of friends on Facebook. And, you know, I have all of these friends when in, when, when in reality, they're not actually making any meaningful, deep connection with, with those people. I mean, you, you look at the people who you surround uh, yourself in, in, a, in your own life, your best friends, your whatever, maybe just talking to a stranger and getting to know them when you're on vacation or whatever. But social connections, how important is that? Number one thing, number one thing on the list. I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, in terms of um, friends on the social media, followers, whatever it is, we know that one real, true, deep, meaningful connection with another person is worth 500,000 likes and followers. It's, it's not the same. All you need is one person to believe in you and one person for you to be able to depend, uh, for them to be able to depend on you. It's great to have more than that, yeah. but it's not about quantity. It's, a, it's about like the depth. Mm, Dr. Fry, you've given us a lot to think about this afternoon. I want to thank you for joining me. I appreciate it very much. I thank you again for having me. I hope you have a great day. You too, Dr. Carla Fry, joining me this afternoon, registered psychologist, psychologist public speaker. Um, yeah, the pursuit of happiness is absolutely contributing to people being less happy because we're just constantly, you know, taking a look at, okay, am I happy now? Am I happy now? Is this going to make me happy? Is this going to make me happy? Talking about those connections with with people. What is it for you? I mean... I, I'll be honest with you. The past six months have been uh, have been challenging on, on a on a number of fronts. I've had loved ones in hospitals. I've had uh, two people um, close to me um, over the years uh, in my life die, um, and it's it's kind of it's kind of sucked, right? Um, but then you turn around and get to spend some time with the six week old grandbaby and go, oh my gosh, you know. This is going to put a smile on my face or putting a a list back on the priority list. I need to start reading books again, great books again, because I put it off for so long, but I loved doing it. Looking at the things that make you happy, especially when you've stopped doing it. What's making you happy these days? Is it a book? Is it the kids? Is it your job? Is it the weather? Is it maybe you're, you're planning for retirement? Let me know. Some of the things making you happy these days. Small things make me happy, says this texture out of Red Deer. Hey, guys, put your name on uh, on the text when you come in, eh? You know what makes me happy? B.B. King. This album, by the way, it's a Blues on the Bayou. It's a, it's a great album. Uh, small things make me happy. A cold beer and a hot shower. A good book on the patio. Friends around the backyard fire pit. Good times. LOL. Agree with you 100% on that one. Uh, Sarah says, I love my daily gratitude journal. I also try to add something to my happy moments jar. Sarah sounds like she's got it going on, which is to keep in care of her, uh, of her health that way, her mental health uh, that way, uh, her happiness factor. And, you know, Dr. Gans, and Dr. Gans will be in coming up uh, at the end of the month, of course, in the end of the month. 
month, not too far along, but he talks about about uh, about journal uh, about journaling and and about how happy uh, that makes uh, him uh, and, and and urges it for many of his clients as well. Jay, the things that make me happy outside of my family and kids. I work in the trades and I play a ton of basketball. I love getting sweaty, dirty, and bloody with my buddies. I'll let you decide if I'm talking about my work or my sports. And he says it's both. Spencer says working out is essential to his mental health. And uh, this one says the loneliest person I know has 120,000 followers on Instagram. David's on the phone. Hey, David. Hi, Jaylen. Hi, nice to hear from you. How are you? Yeah, you too. You're thinking about the sandbags? <laughs> what makes you happy? That made, that made you happy. What makes you well, happy? Well, it's you. Um, oh. and I hope, well, there's thousands of people listening in today, and I, I have a day off. I lost my job last Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. After four and a half years. Yeah, well, that happens. And uh, keep him busy. But you're so hilarious. Oh. Uh, you're very personable. Um, God, what else? Your voice is incredible. Oh. So I, I, I just wanted to phone and tell you that. And guess what, Chad Nation? I've sent you, you know this, 65 emails. <laughs> yeah. You are a prolific emailer, David. Yes, yeah. I tend to mix music in with emails. But, um, yeah, you, you, I, I've been listening to you. While you were with Andrew. I listened to listen, but I never phoned in. I never text. And when he left, I don't know, I, I started texting. But you deserve a lot of credit, Jalen. Oh, David, you know what? The check's in the mail. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for uh, for the phone call this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, my gosh. And he makes me blush right now. A um, couple more of your texts coming in uh, saying, you know, slow life is just so much better. Count the blessings you have, nothing more. Um, happiness, this is Jason, says happiness should not be measured by the amount of income you have, but rather, but rather the amount of debt that you owe. You can make a small amount of money, but if you don't have that, you uh, sorry, I can't read. Yeah, I can't finish out the rest of your text because it didn't make any sense. Um, does happiness equal contentment? Money, things, success are not measures of contentment. Yeah, does money make you happy? I think money, I think we all want to make more money, don't we? We all want to make more money and maybe, you know, that leads to other things. But at the end of the day, you know, the cold beer, maybe a cold beer in the shower or in the hot tub or the cold beer in the bathtub. Someone told me the other day, and you guys have texted this as well, said one of the most beautiful things, and I've not done it yet, is taking an ice-cold orange and eating it in the shower, peeling it and eating in the shower. You have told me that it's absolutely spectacular. My kid told me that the other day, too. Like, what? But I'm going to try it.